0: Welcome to the Beach Grove United Methodist Church podcast, where you can hear our Sunday morning sermons in audio form and take them wherever you go. This is an exciting sermon for our Beach Grove community as we are officially launching our new vision. And so I do this in the midst of this sermon as we announce and talk about mission in the church, what our mission is, and then we look and we hear what our vision for Beach Grove United Methodist Church is and a little bit about that process. And so we dive into Matthew 28, a reminder that our services are available in their entirety on our YouTube channel, which is linked in the podcast notes. We would love it if you would subscribe to this podcast so that new sermons come into your feed as soon as they are available. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And if you are feeling really generous, we would love it if you would leave us a rating and review to help us to reach new people. Lastly, find us on Facebook and Instagram to follow along with all the fun things happening at Beach Grove, whether you live in Suffolk, Virginia or not. We hope you enjoyed this week's message, and please don't forget to share it with others.
1: I'll be reading Matthew chapter 28, verse 16 to 20. Please rise for the gospel, if you're able. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you, and remember, I'm, I am with you always to the end of the earth, of the age. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated.
0: let us pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each one of our hearts be holy and pleasing to you, that in your word for us this day, we would see your vision and purpose for this community as we seek to live it out in our lives. In your son's name we pray. Amen. I invite you to take out your notes page there that is in your bulletin. If you are joining us online, you have a link to the page, uh, a, a link to uh, the document of our page that uh, you are more than wel- welcome to open up. You can either open it now or, or open it later as a manner of reflection on this sermon. Uh, you don't really have a lot of white space on it. I uh, apologize. I've got a lot to say today, um, but I don't think y'all would probably expect anything less from me, right? I always have a lot to say. Um hopefully that's okay. I don't, you know. Uh talk to talk to the SPRC. Uh, no. <laughs> now, so I want to start today uh by by taking us back to something that might cause some of us maybe like a little bit of PTSD. Uh but I want to I want to do so that hopefully in a way offers uh some healing and reconciliation in the midst of pain and heartache and division that may still exist. And so I want to take us back for a second to March 13th, 2020, the day that will live in infamy. No, wait, that's not right, but kind of, right? It's a day that probably many of us know. You might not know the actual date. You might not know the day of the week. It was a Friday, and it's when practically the entire country shut down for the COVID-19 pandemic. A little bit more than 10 days before that was the first time that I sat in the annex with our SPRC, and I came and, and toured the sanctuary, and Carol Jones and Wayne Snead and I sat at the Applebee's out at Chesapeake Square and talked about Beach Grove United Methodist Church, and, and we talked about this this virus that was starting to like come across the country, and we talked about, you know uh, okay, we're going to be putting handstands out and all this stuff, and uh, but then on March 13th, getting the call, a sense of unease, and hearing from our bishop that we should move away from in-person worship and fellowship. It felt like, it felt like a blow to the very nature of church, to the very nature of how we had become accustomed to practicing church. But, and I always say this, if the church is anything, it is resilient because I think what we saw is churches all over the connection, the country, the world found ways to offer worship that tried to seek to fit the people whom they were ministering to. They offered worship over Zoom. They offered worship virtually. They offered worship over the phone and while we definitely yearned in that time for that person to person contact, we knew that the best way to love our neighbor was to practice church in this way for a season. However, it's been almost two years, and we are still dealing with the ramifications of this virus in our lives, and it has left our society and even our churches. More divided than ever on how to move forward. We've always tried to make decisions that honor the natures of health and safety, but also to help to grow and mature as church communities together and to grow into what this this new normal might look like in the year of 2022. In the midst of all of this, though, Our resiliency has most often been defined by our manner of adaptation and creativity. Because, friends, unfortunately, the way that things have always been done just won't work anymore. In fact, they haven't worked for a while now. And it's taken a global pandemic for us to realize that. As we have noticed, changed, and sought to adapt to it, We have been able to see new levels, different levels of growth here in this community, growth that we are not used to, growth that we don't even know how to quantify or qualify. We reach people and help them in different ways and have expanded the very nature of not just what it means to practice church, but to be church, not just coming to church, but living the church. And so earlier last year, our Staff Parish Relations Committee, who is the primary committee in our church, tasked with evaluating our staff and myself, your pastor, called upon the church council to find what God's vision for Beech Grove United Methodist Church is in this season. Seeing all the things that were happening in our world, in our community, and in our church, we wanted a vision. It's tra- this pandemic has transformed our community. And we noted the ways in which we live into God's mission. God's vision has changed, God's mission has changed as well. And so, as a church, we knew we needed a new vision. But what is a vision, right? And that's where we turn ourselves today, here in this Scripture lesson. This Scripture passage is probably one of the most recognizable passages of Scripture next to John 3.16. For those of you who may be unfamiliar, this is the passage of the Great Commission. It's the final set of verses in the Gospel of Matthew. And it is how this Gospel writer chooses to close this telling of the good news. That is to wrap up everything we hear in this gospel gospel book. We hear a commission from Christ as to part of our eternal task is as a community of God. And so this is our why. This is why we are the church. Our purpose as we gather together and as we are sent out. And it unpacks this nature of not just living, but being. Hear hear that commission again. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely, I am with you always to the very end of the age, right? There's almost this sense in which when we read those words, we want to we turn them into active words, right? We want those words to be active, right? Go, make tangible action things that we can do. However, let me pause there and say that these words are not a one-time action. We are not called to just go once or make once. We are not called to just go from church. No. These words are an embedded part of our lives. They become part of our very existence and our very purpose of life is defined by this very mission. We're going and we're making at all times and in all ways as we interact with creation, as we interact with community. And that's what our mission is. Jesus is giving us purpose. Right, I hear so much from Christians today, right? We're in the business of saving souls, right we we hear that sort of terminology a lot and i think it misses the true point of what we're called to do I, 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 it's almost wrong in what we're doing because it forgets the very nature in which we live and exist as a part of god's kingdom because of this notion in which Jesus calls us to exist, it's not an active nature. I'm not interacting with someone just to save them. I'm interacting with them to be in a relationship with them, to go and to make disciples, to be a part of discipleship in this world. And Jesus is giving us purpose, not to just one life, not to just one interaction, not to just one community, but to the world. As we are living, as we are being, as we are finding ways to reach out to the community, to all communities, letting them know who God is, this is our mission. But as I said, this answers the why, right? This answers the why, and this gives us purpose. And so in order to get from the why to the what, which is our mission and our, which is the, 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 the ministries of this church. We have to understand the how. Right, I can go and I can tell you that the mission of the church is to be a disciple of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. I can tell you that the mission of the church is to go and make disciples of all nations, but you're gonna sit here and be like, how, pastor, do I do that? Right, how? How? And you can think of all of these great and these wonderful ideas. You can think of all the great and wonderful people that you can serve, that you can feed. You can think of all the wonderful little children that we can raise up in the faith. You can think about all these amazing missions and ministries that we can do. And yet, if we do not answer the how, we run the risk of losing sight of the why. Because if we do, don't do these things, our what? Our ministries that we do here become lost. These things that are so belovedly grounded here in this community, the Easter egg factory, the feeding of the Salvation Army, rise against hunger, driver days, worship itself can lose its meaning and its purpose and can actually become counterproductive to the manner in which we are the church. And so we define not only our why, we not only yearn and long for those what's, those ministries, but we have to define the how to help keep our hearts and our spirits focused when we are practicing ministry. And so we were urged to develop that how for Beach Grove United Methodist Church. We were urged to listen and discern as to who God was calling this congregation to be. And we began as a body grounded in that biblical purpose of mission that we heard about just a moment ago. And when we defined our purpose, we then discerned and prayed for how we live into that purpose. We didn't want to lay forth any specific ministry, any physical activities, but sought to answer the broad understanding of how we felt God calling this community to live into this scriptural purpose laid before us today. We felt that the vision of God for us had to be something that wouldn't burden or commit us to anything that our community couldn't handle, but drew upon the naming of the gifts of our community, who we are, and who we could be. And so it's in that spirit. I invite you to turn to the front of your bulletin. You also have it written in your uh, sermon notes there. The vision that has been discerned, right? We gathered together for that dream day back in the fall. We began to lay forth just ideas that began to get the mind working, And we gathered together for that Vision Day in December, really diving in scripturally to that mission so that we could begin to understand that how, praying in that interim time, drafting a vision, and then having conversations with our leadership and congregation about it. And so here at Beach Grove, we have discerned to live out that mission We see that God has called us to be a visible church without walls, strengthening our local community by connecting resources to needs through partnerships. This is our how. Right? If our why is Matthew 28 or the mission of the United Methodist Church, this is our how. This is how we seek to do it. And all of the what's, all of the ministries that we do come and funnel through this how. I'm not saying we're getting rid of anything yet, so so ease up, let the anxiety release. But what I'm saying is we're defining what we have through this how. So that we do not lose the purpose as we are going about and doing the ministries of this church. right? There's a reason it's called a vision. Because it helps us to keep our eyes on that why. Now, as you can see, it it kind of is broken down into three different parts, and we're going to explore each of these three parts over the next few weeks as we dive into this series on vision. And towards the end of this series, we are going to have a strategic goals that you'll see in your bulletin on February 23rd, where we are going to break it down and see the ways we're going to start to define those what's and how those what's fit into our how. Because as we unpack this vision, we see that we are called to be a visible church without walls. That is a church that is seen in the community. They're not just seeing the building. But they're seeing each and every one of us who are a part of this community. They're seeing this community as for what it is. A church that cares. Reaching beyond our walls. We are strengthening our local community because this is the nature in which we are called to abide. Discipleship and sharing our discipleship means that our community, not just our church community, but our community outside of our church grows stronger as well as we learn and grow in our understanding of God. And lastly, we are connecting our community. Right? We are not foolhardy enough to think, to believe that we possess or own every resource that is needed in our community. But we recognize that through relationships in this church and in our community, that we will help to strengthen it in the process. Friends, we have done the work of discernment, of hearing God's vision for us, being there. In that, we do things. We are present places. We offer events, Bible studies, community groups, children's, youth gatherings, so much more. We go out and we serve with that constant, repetitious presence. People see us. They see us strengthening our community and they see us connecting. Connecting not just with the community, but connecting those in the community to help that they may need. And that is what it is like to be the branches of of the vine, right? At certain points in times, our branches diverge from one another, and at certain times they converge within other places. We must understand how both we can bear fruit and how we can help others bear fruit as well. <clears throat> they see us as a visible church without walls, a church that is strengthening our community, and a church that is connecting needs to resources, not just within our own community, but through partnerships all over the place. When people see how we live into this vision, they will see the fruit that is born of this vision. And they begin to want to take part in that as well in a variety of different ways. Now, in this vision talk, I would not be remiss if I did not mention that this may not lead to more members. It may not lead to a larger average worship attendance. But what it will mean is that we are making connections within our greater community, helping us to live into this vision. What it will mean is bearing the fruits of the Spirit that God offers to each and every one of us through the vine. In the final verse of this discourse, Jesus offers to us one last time, I'm giving you these commands so that you may love one another. Love, as we mentioned in our last series, is what grounds us in this nature in which we have desired to enter this visioning process. Love is what connects us to one another, and love is what connects us to this greater sense of community around us. And so how can we play a role in helping and connecting with the entire community as we seek to bear the fruits of the Spirit? Amen.